Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Murphy's Market Minute. It is October 26th. We are just a few days, a little over a week, I think, away uh, from an election, the presidential election. And uh, that's obviously something that is uh, on a lot of people's minds. And so not only has it been a while since we've done one of these, uh, there's some changes that we've made in regards to the format and what we're going to do. And I'm going to break all that down. But figured not only has it been a while and it's high time we uh, get after it and release another Murphy's Market Minute, um, it's also approaching a pretty um, pivotal moment and people have a lot of questions and we wanted to be able to put out a video and talk about all that and just kind of hopefully uh, kind of put everybody a little bit at ease if anybody's tensions are running a little bit high. All right. Uh, so first off, um, you'll notice it's just me. Uh, Dave hasn't gone anywhere. Dave is still here. What we've decided to do, uh, because I like talking and uh, as everybody knows, telling stories, we decided to change the format up of Murphy's Market a little bit. So we're going to do the five minutes and that five minutes is just going to be me and my dogs. And I'm going to cover uh, just a little bit like what we used to do, right? Uh, I know it's been a little bit, Murphy, I know it's been a little bit since we've done one of these. Come on, come on. Ruby's a little lazy today, all right? Um, and I'm just gonna give you a quick little recap of, uh, of things that could possibly be impacting you uh, in your retirement and your investment accounts, all right? And the bottom of the link is gonna be a link to our Vimeo channel where there's going to be a longer, um, could be as long as an hour, hour and 20 minutes, uh, could be as short as 20 minutes, okay? Me just kind of, uh, I'm uh, just kind of uh, talking off the hip about uh, things that I've uh, come across that I think are important uh, to understand. The reason why we decided to, and, and then for the, the third part is going to be Dave Bush. He's going to re be releasing his own videos and he's gonna continue to follow in the vein of the Alfi solutions. He's gonna continue to identify uh, things that things little uh, interesting things that have occurred with clients and ways in which we've been able to help them in which this model of having the investment advisor the CPA the PNC insurance and the estate planning attorney has all been able to kind of uh, positively impact a client situation in a way that uh, we think would be helpful for you guys to know about all right so like I said this first five minutes shy of this big long introduction uh, is going to just be me kind of talking about some stuff. Now, why why are we splitting it off and why am I doing a longer um, podcast, podcast, uh, whatever you want to call it? Uh, it's basically just because that there's a couple things to me that are very intertwined, um, and that's politics and money. Um, and, you know, I don't really want uh, to be political, right? So we try to just boil this five minutes down um, to give you things that I think are uh, maybe being overlooked or, or that you might be interested in, in hearing about. But I consume a lot of information throughout the week. And I wanna, I wanna have a format where I can present that information to you and my take on it. And I think it would be beneficial to you. I'm still gonna try and keep it to be unbiased. Everybody, I mean, I'm pretty open about my political views. I'm gonna be even, even on the uh, extra linked version of uh, Murphy's Market Minute, which I think we're going to call uh, Alfie Unfiltered. Um, I'm still still going to not try to be just some biased political hack. Uh, that's not my intentions. Um, it's just that I think there's a lot of information. I'm going to hit on it today that I think that when we have that information, it can put some things in perspective. Okay. Uh, there's, there's actually something that I learned about in the beginning days of being a financial advisor. It's called Stratum. 
and the it's just a human's innate ability to be able to plan out and look into the future at things that might affect them. Murphy, come on, come on, up. And Murphy is really lazy today. Okay. Well, so there's basically considered to be eight levels of stratum. All right, um, and uh, it's just you know one through three is like six months, a year, two years. Uh, and it goes all the way out to somebody who has the ability to plan and to look 50 to 100 years into the future, okay? Well, when it was taught to me, that was the way it was explained, is your ability to look out into the future. But I think there's uh, another, uh, I don't know if it's called stratum, I don't, I don't know what it's called, but to me it's just as important, and that's the ability to look backwards into the past. And so when Aubrey was working on the, the, uh, the kids' schoolwork today, because we have... Um, one daughter who is supposedly in hybrid. I don't really know what that means because I've never seen her go to school. Uh, she has got to cheer at some football games and I did get to walk her across the football field as part of homecoming court. That was pretty cool. Um, I was such a nerd in school that if you had ever told me I would be walking across a football field as part of homecoming court uh, for anyone, even including my daughter, I'd have laughed at you. Um, and so my wife, uh, the, the bulk of the schooling is kind of falling on her for the three youngest kids. And so that's one of the reasons why you're not going to get her on the phone uh, when you call in. Uh, once we realized that um, we were, a lot of the schooling stuff was going to be up in the air, uh, we took some steps to ensure that Aubrey would be able to be at home and school the kids. And so uh, I think uh, you're going to, when you call in, you'll get uh, Elizabeth on the phone. Uh, you might get Stanley. These are all people that as society comes back to normal maybe in a year or two uh, and we go back to meeting in person more frequently, uh, you're going to meet them and uh, um, see kind of what they do. All right, now, um, so my, my point about the, uh, the hybrid schooling in Aubrey is just that they were studying um, American history and they were studying George Washington and how the two-party system basically got created shortly after, um, you know, he had been president for a while, and we split into two kind of groups. I think one was called the Democratic uh, Republicans or something like that, and the other group was called the Federalists. And the Federalists backed the Constitution, that is the basis, you know, of our country today, and the Democratic Republicans uh, did not want the, the Constitution. They felt that it gave that took too much power away from the states and gave the federal government too much power. Well, oddly enough, here we are a couple hundred years later, and this is exactly just the same argument uh, that we have. Um, and, and so in learning it, she was helping the kids learn about this. She was uh, kind of surprised at uh, the level of vitriol uh, that was taking place, um, the uh, war of words, so to speak, being waged in newspapers at the time in regards to these two different views, uh, uh, a strong federal government and uh, versus uh, strong uh, state governments with a very weak uh, federal government. And so it just really kind of brought it into perspective, right? Um, how long this argument's been going on and the level of vitriol that is brought to the table uh, in the course of our public discourse in regards to this. And so, I think that be able to, go, to be able to go back and be able to see these things is just as important as to be able to look forward. And in fact, it helps us look forward and helps us understand what's, what's taking place. 
So real quick, let's let's jump to what's going on right now. Uh, today was about a 2% shed in the market. Um, if you listen to the talking heads, they're gonna talk about how it's because of the spike in COVID uh, cases, okay? Um, well, we're also a little over a week away uh, from an election, okay? So there is going to be some increased volatility within the market. Now, we're not taking steps to pull out of it um, because um, it's easy to pull out of the market. It's easy to go from, and, and I shouldn't say pull out of the market, it's easy to, to move from a risk position, of uh, a position of growth, uh, to a position of security and safety. The problem is, is that it becomes very difficult to know when to go back in. So we try to make those moves as infrequently as possible. Uh, we, we did take those steps back on February 28th, and then uh, we went back into a securities position shortly after Memorial Day. But uh, right now, this is just this is gonna be a little bit of bouncing around, um, but, but it's all gonna come out fine, okay? And I, I kinda wanna talk about that. I became a financial advisor in March, uh, March 7th, actually, 2014. From March 7th, 2014, all the way to 2016, I, I felt like I was constantly having to talk uh, conservatives off the ledge. Uh, then uh, the craziest election of all time took place, and I've spent the last three and a half going on four years uh, talking uh, uh, liberals off the edge, okay? Um, the fact of the matter is, is that the market climbed under Bill Clinton, the market climbed under um, George W. Bush, um, the market climbed under Barack Obama, the market has climbed under Donald Trump, okay? Now, there are extenuating circumstances that create uh, momentary drops down, okay? Sometimes those trenches are deep and far, all right? Uh, the housing crisis, uh, perpetuated by all the subprime mortgage lending and the derivatives markets in 2008, uh, created a, a pretty large uh, chasm from the previous high to the next time that we met that, all right? So we spent a lot of time in that downwards trough. Uh, March 20, March or February, uh, March 34th of 2020, we hit our bottom. The market had taken a 34% drop. Um, I'm pretty sure that within six months we were back to even. Okay, it was much more of what they would call a V-shaped recovery. Okay, um, th there's some really good reasons for this. All right, and I'm not going to sit here and try and explain them all right here. But we have an engine, we built an engine in 1979, a lot of you will have heard me reference it, um, when we shifted from defined benefit plans over to defined contribution plans, um, and we went from pensions uh, to 401ks, but we literally created an engine that every single pay period results in people putting money into the market. And it's, just, it's simple, it's the 401k, all right? And so now, of course, obviously since then as well, um, since 2000, so we had we had a pretty good uh, run for 20 years from uh, 1980. Uh, you know, the first 401k was created in 1979 with Johnson & Johnson. Um, a guy named Benna is who came up with it. And we had a really good run for 20 years, all the way up until 2000, as all these companies shifted off of these pension plans over to the 401k plans. From 2000 to present, uh, you know, we've had a number of different trends. Uh, you know, we, we first experienced the dot-com burst followed by 9-11. By the time we recouped that, we had the subprime uh, mortgage lending and the derivatives crisis, uh, which dropped us down again. Um, 
and then things have been pretty steady. Um, we had a flat period from 14 to 16 as things were starting to kind of slow down and um, GDP was kind of stuck uh, a little bit below 2%, um, but uh, some other things happened and our GDP started to climb again. And, and it resulted in, pre-COVID, a very incredible uh, period of time in our country. Um, and there's a report that came out, and I'm going to put a link to it. Uh, you can find it at census.gov. It's called the Poverty and Income in America 2019 uh, U.S. Census Report. All right. And so my, my only point in sharing it, right, is that everybody was fearful that when Donald Trump would be elected, that we would see this huge crash. Now, I was up all the way till 345 on the morning of the election. I was watching the futures markets plummet. All right. Now, it didn't make any sense to me. I had been told, I had heard that this is what would happen. And then I literally watched it happen. Okay. Uh, we were down to negative 600 and something points. All right. Uh, the, morning, uh, the, the, the morning after the election. All right. When the markets opened, by the time they ended, we had recouped that 600 and tacked on another 245 or so. It was almost a, it was like over an 800 point swing. All, all from the close of markets the day before to the close of markets the day after. And so a lot of these fears were unfounded, all right? And they're unfounded for what I kind of just got done talking about, all right? And so every side, it doesn't matter which side you're on, there are pieces of everything that everybody wants to do that the markets interpret positively, all right? So the markets might look at um, government spending as a really positive thing. Some parts of the market might look at lower taxes as a really positive thing. So there's, there's, there's both sides of this coin and both sides can interpret things in a positive way, all right? Um, you do have volatility leading up to it because markets don't like uncertainty and the closer we get to the election and the more hyped everything becomes in the media, which is, is uh, how they make money. They attract eyeballs, right? And if it was, um, you know, if it was, uh, if there wasn't drama, if there wasn't, if it wasn't a tight race, if there wasn't avenues for each side to win, uh, you know, people probably wouldn't tune in. So I would imagine there's a little bit of that going on and that does impact the market but ultimately when it's all said and done it truly doesn't matter who gets elected money wants to grow people with excess money want it to grow all right and we have never been in a better position than we are today pre-covid the economy was in an incredible state all right, median household income had climbed 6.8%, more for every group, more for, more for African-Americans, more for Hispanic-Americans, more for Asian-Americans, than even for white people. Uh, poverty, we took 4.2 million pop people out of poverty in 2019 alone, all right? And it was the, it's the most that's ever, I think, ever occurred in all of recorded history. Okay, um, and so no, nothing from, from the time that we started to recover in 2008 all the way through 2019, 
even with a shift in the White House, multiple shifts within Congress, nothing stopped that progressive, positive um, trajectory that the economy was on. The only thing that stopped it was COVID. And even then, it, it you know, I, I don't know how much it stopped it, okay? Um, just last week, a report came out that businesses uh, saw a 20-month high in productivity. 20 months. We've not been in COVID for 20 months. And yet, here we are with a 20-month high on business productivity in America. Pre-COVID, we had hit a high in U.S. American citizens in their savings of 16%. During COVID, it hit 19 during COVID, all right? In addition to all this, the federal government has, has injected billions, trillions, I think, uh, trillion, I think it's, uh, I think they did two trillion, they're looking at another 1.8 to 2, 2.5, who knows how many trillions of dollars, all right? So as you're, as you're watching and you're listening to the news and they're just, it's just, it's just drama piled upon drama, all I'm asking is to just go back and think about everything else. Think about what we were told would happen with the economy in the last presidential election and the stock market. Think about uh, fears that we might have had, uh, you know, if you're on the other side of the spectrum for the eight years leading up to that. And, and just recognize a couple different things. One, the market's going to climb. It's what it's built to do. Two, there will be momentarily momentary drops in it but what have we done we've built plans we've protected portions of our assets we've created vehicles to pull growth off and protect that along the way all right and you have a firm that as evidence from february 28th uh, through memorial day is willing to do things like move us from positions of risk to positions of safety relative safety all right, um, and then back into the growth sectors when it's time. All these things come, come together uh, should provide us with some, some amount of um, relief in regards to the anxiety that we might feel as we see and hear and we're bombarded every day with all these things that are going on. So anyways, this is uh, super long. It's a lot longer than what I wanted. I put both my dogs to sleep. They're lying on either side of me. Uh, hopefully I didn't do that to you. Um, I'm gonna get a little more in depth on all this stuff on the next half of this video. So if you um, are still interested, feel free to click the link and uh, I hope you enjoy it.